For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, hello. Yo, yo, yo. Happy October. More importantly, happy about to be homecoming. That's Facts. more important. Facts. It is almost homecoming for us Morgan State alum, but it's homecoming season, I think, for just HBCUs in general. Um, but for Morgan, we are we are one week out. Mm-hmm. I don't know, y'all. I don't know if y'all get in the podcast next week. Uh, yeah. Alan, uh, Alan likes to go in for homecoming. Alan, <laughs> put this on me. <laughs> like, wait, what? Alan um, likes to go. Alan and Tiffany in for homecoming. Listen, so. man, homecoming is is like a national holiday. Really, Facts. I saw a meme that said like nobody's watching the weather report more closely than HBCU alumni. You're not right lying. Now. I have been. You gotta get your fit right. I have been tracking the weather. It's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be nice. Yeah. I know, but it's also going to be cold. Like, you know, homecoming, like, it might be nice during the day. Then in the evening, it gets That's chilly. You know it's time to go home. When it starts to get yeah. cold, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, but, you know, like, I don't know. Do you wear Morgan gear? No. <laughs> okay, so for me, I always got to have something on Morgan theme. It might be a color. I was getting ready to ask. Do you have your might be a full on. It might be a full-on Morgan, you know, logo. So are you ready? Do you have a homecoming outfit? Well, you know we're opening a, a new dry cleaner across the street from Morgan, which means I've been spending a lot of time on the campus, oh, which means I've been spending a lot of time in the bookstore, which means... Does that mean you have an outfit? My Morgan drip is impeccable oh, right God. now. First of all, you're too old. You're too old to use drip, and the word is old. We're, no one's using the word anymore. But it's still it's still drip, though. <laughs> okay. Matter of fact, it might be drip, just because of how dated... <laughs> yeah, no all I'm is. saying... You ready? I, I'm I'm I am Morgan to the socks right now. Okay. okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And we're just being honest now. So I don't wear Morgan gear to homecoming. I and I'm just gonna I wonder if all the ladies do the same thing that I do. I wear what makes me look how I'm trying to feel that day. Right. So last year I was sophisticated. I wore a cashmere. I wore a cashmere cardigan last year mm, okay. right and that's the look i was going for this year like in past years you want to look like you're doing well you want to look healthy but didn't right? you have some orange and blue splashed in and the, the, the um the cardigan it was lined in orange and blue you see what i'm saying so you gotta just you gotta just coordinate so, it just so, ever so slightly here's the thing though with women we're trying to it's not just the look mm-hmm Right, like it's not just the outfit; it's what the outfit is giving. The outfit's okay. got to the outfit's got to give something, 
Right. Mm-hmm. And so I typically am trying to give like, does she look good? Like, or, you know, like a little bit of body, like just so you know, I work out. I'm not thirst trapping. <laughs> but anymore. <laughs> no, I wasn't thirst trapping. But like Today. I'm never, I'm not ne- but I'm never trying to give thirsty. I'm never trying to give, hey, holla at me. I'm never giving holla. I'm never giving sexy. But I'm giving, yeah, she must be eating right. Like, her skin look good. She got a little waist. So this year, though, I'm telling you right now. What you giving? I'm giving it. (laughs) It, I'm giving it. Okay. All right. Well, every year, I'm giving it every year. Okay? No. Uh, Yeah, I'm wearing, yo, you wear a a different hoodie every year. It's just a hoodie. Oh, I do. I do wear hoodies. This is true. That's, it's really not that different. This year, though, I'm wearing blue and um it's given. It's it's, okay. it's right. given. But but I know listen, this might just be the homecoming episode. I know we are way beyond our typical small talk time, but I'm doing homecoming different this year. Okay. Maybe you can give me some advice. Uh-oh. I'm doing homecoming as a couple this year. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> that that could be a challenge. Well, the, the good news is that you're your dude went to Morgan also. So no, that's why. That's if, that's why. If he did not, then I would absolutely say this is going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. So here's my concern that we've talked about, right? We talked about this. Like I, we said, like, listen, we don't have to do the game together. We could just play opposite sides of campus and holler at each other later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, nah, like, what you talking about? Like, let's just do it together. So I'm looking forward to that part. The issue is he's an athlete. So okay. I'm like, yo, I didn't even know it was athletes on campus during homecoming. I oh didn't know. He's like, yo, we got our own tailgate. We be over here. I'm like, I've never even been over there. Like, I couldn't tell you where the athletes are on campus. Yeah. I don't know about that place. So, I, <laughs> so I'm like, well, I must be where the cool people are. And Wait, you are. Is he, he going to be on the field? I don't. We ain't even talk about that. I hope not. So you're gonna I don't go to the, the game. I never go to the game. So he's talked about like walking, terrible. walking on the field before. And that's like, how could you not go to the game? I, I feel like the game is for active students. If you are a student. Oh my God, that's not true. Because that's because you don't go to the game. Like I go to the game. I'm in the box with the president. I'm with the board members. I'm with the alumni. I'm I'm sitting by the band. I'm doing the, the, the bear dances. Like you got to go to the game sometimes. For those who've been listening to our podcast for some time and maybe back in the serious XM days, the night before, I am partying. Um, Alan is also partying, but we end our nights differently. And so we both do the gala. But afterwards, historically, and I'm not ashamed of my truth, historically, I hit the strip club after the gala. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is where my alumni demographic has thrown the after party. Mm. Um, which means that's a long night. And so I'm not waking up. Hold on. First of all, you act like that game starts at 9 a.m. <laughs> like it's at like 1.30. I'm not waking up. Let's let's get into the show today because you, you are just making us look bad out here. I'm not making us look bad. Our listeners love us. No, for real. So yeah, I'm doing homecoming as a couple this year. And and so what we've decided is we're gonna do both. We gotta split the time. I gotta do the athlete stuff. And he's got to do to my, my stuff. And I'm concerned. I don't know these people. I've never seen these people. You're going to learn today. 
these so-called athletes that be at homecoming. And why would you only want to hang with athletes at homecoming? Well, my friends all play football, and none of them have done any of the stuff you're talking about. See what I'm saying? And there's a fee associated with the athlete joint. See, my stuff is free. Exactly. Okay. Y-O-B. All right. So, yes, we are not talking about homecoming, even though it may seem like it. One more disclaimer, if y'all have not noticed, if I sound a little different, because your girl's a little under the weather. I'm, I'm coming out from under the weather, but um, her, it's been a rough week out Pray here. Her, um, DC has welcomed me with the flu. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm getting better, but I'm glad to be here. And hopefully we will have a show for you next weekend. No promises. <laughs> if we if we got a plan for it. No we'll promises. Great. So this week we're talking about the dollar. So I got a text from my mother-in-law last week. And this is what the text says. It says, what does this mess on TV mean when they say the dollar is going to be devalued to 50 cents? And I have been hearing a couple people like on memes and like, all of these rumors that the dollar is going to be worthless. And I'm like, you know what? If my mother-in-law is talking about it, that means it may be on somebody's mind out there. So no, let's talk I, about I it. I told you, I told you that our, our partner and general manager and our dry cleaners sat me down one day in a very formal way to say, I mean, so what are we going to do? And I'm thinking she's talking about zips and she's like, about the dollar, you know, it's going to go to zero. How are we going to manage? What should I do? Should I put my money in gold? I'm like, what are, What are you talking about? Like, so people are talking about it. Also, when people come to you with that type of information, it definitely lets you know, like, what channels, what TV they're watching, for sure. Because mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of this, to be honest with you. But people are talking about it. And so that means we need to talk about it as well. Yeah. So we'll talk about money. We'll talk about currency. We'll talk about... The, the way that foreign exchange works. And um, we'll give you some advice on what to do if the dollar does go down. But at the same but, time, we don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen the way that it's being portrayed, first of all. It's not going to be this doom and gloom moment because, and as we'll talk about, like the value of currency is constantly evolving and constantly mm -hmm. changing. Um, but also for some of y'all, it don't even apply to you. This, ain't, this is never even going to apply to like, you. You don't even got a passport, my right. guy. Like, in order for you to feel the difference, you have to be regulating between U.S. currency and international currency. Y'all haven't left y'all city. Mm. So the bodega is still going to accept yeah. what you're paying, sure right? Will. It really applies if you leave the country. Yeah, regularly or like live outside the country right. or... Yeah. So, so, so let's get into it. Let's yeah, absolutely. It. So first of all, what is currency? Currency means, it doesn't mean cash. It doesn't mean dollar. It means any medium of exchange for goods and services. So it does mean money, coins, paper that are usually issued by the government and accepted at face value as a method of payment. But honestly, currency can mean a variety of things throughout the world. It can mean bartering. It could be trading of goods and services, mm -hmm. right? So again, we know it most likely as cash, dollar, the pound, whatever the case is. But there are other forms of currency that don't trade the same way. Yes, it's a medium of exchange. But the money itself is actually worthless. Like, do you think that the paper that money is printed on is worth something or 
even the coins, like you think you could boil those things down and it's worth something? Nah, it, it's the fact that we've decided that this is what we're going to use and say that this is a unit of exchange and this is how much it's worth. But the money itself is worthless. Like people talk about how, you know, the dollar is not backed by anything. Like that's been true for a long ass time. Like that's not changing. And what is changing though is people are talking crazy and people talk crazy. I think every every couple of years, like I, I've heard of this concept that the dollar is going to be worthless a few times in my life. And now we're in one of those moments. But the dollar is really, really important, right? So the dollar, if you think about how much money exists in the world, and this is money that's in your bank account, it's money that, that uh, the government keeps in its bank accounts, the dollar today represents about 60% of all the money out there like, in the world that's big right so again i know that the united states might not make up 60 percent of the globe but the dollar our currency our home currency does and for those who have left the country it you'll be very hard pressed to find a place that doesn't accept the dollar yeah it's facts right and so that is because it's so widely circulated it's so widely valued outside of this country that it's accepted elsewhere. I don't know any Publix, Safeway, Kroger, Popeyes that's accepting euros, yen, or francs. I ain't never been able to pull up to a Chick-fil-A in the United States and pay with euro. What about gold? Have you ever tried to buy something with a brick of gold? No. A, a bar? <laughs> <laughs> a gold, gold bar? Right. Right, right. And so when people are like, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money in gold, it's not that that's a horrible investment, right? Like that's a commodity, that's sure. But it's not going to save you from something because again, unless you're going to leave the country to sell the gold in time of doom and gloom. But, but imagine short. this for a minute. Imagine this for a minute, right? Um imagine you you attempt you you were so worried that the dollar was gonna be worthless that you went out and you bought a bunch of gold. It's heavy. Like, how are you about to travel somewhere with a suitcase full of gold, my guy? Listen, and that's not even, no one's even thinking like that. They're thinking, I'm going to just have it in my house. And that's it. No one's thought through the plan of actually retrieving the value of said gold. Uh, it's, just, it's just stories that people tell. Yeah. So with that said, right, like we already talked about how the U.S. dollar makes up 60 percent of the currency throughout the world, even though there are over 200 currencies in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, again, it's very, very hard to devalue something that has such a large global market share. Yeah. And a lot of countries even peg their own value to the dollar. So, for example, there's 42 countries that use the dollar as either their actual currency or they base the value of their currency on the dollar. Even China, for example, they don't peg directly to the dollar. They, they stopped doing that um, about, I don't know, 18 years ago or so, directly pegging it to the dollar, but they still allow their, their currency to float. And it's based on a, a tight range around the dollar. So meaning like, even though they're not explicitly only tied to the dollar, they're still very much tied to the dollar. And so again, this is a very, very important currency for sure. So look, I know I said 42 countries pegged themselves to the dollar. It's, these aren't necessarily major, major countries, but some of them are important countries like Saudi Arabia, Super the UAE, like 
these are really, really important. I'll stay trying to go to Dubai. So mm -hmm. the UAE is very important. Mm -hmm. Hong Kong. Okay. Lebanon, Panama, most of the Caribbean, Cuba. Like is there's a lot of. You countries. even say Hong Kong, right? And so like how many items in your house say made in Hong Kong or made in China? Mm -hmm. I know we've already talked about like China's distance itself a bit, but Hong Kong has not. Yeah, that's a fact. So here's another thing that I think people do not think about. I think it, things are only brought to your forefront when someone has kind of manipulated the information and put it in front of you in bite-sized wrong ways. But the dollar has fluctuated your entire lifetime, mm -hmm. right? There's never been, you know, the dollar was worth a dollar from for the last <laughs> 200 years. Like that's not the case. It's a constant fluctuation. Currency in general, all of it, regardless of what country is in constant fluctuation. If you have left this country before, you know, like the Euro may be up, the pound may be down. Like it really does. That's kind of the beast that we're constantly always dealing with. So the fact that there is fluctuation isn't an issue. That is how we kind of all thrive. Yeah, when we talk about fluctuation, we're talking about the dollar versus other currencies, right? So there's a few that Tiffany mentioned. The big one, I mean, the big one really, it's the euro, right? The euro is is a currency that is the dominant currency through most of Europe. Um, there's also the yen, right? And so if you look at these currencies versus the dollar, like if we went back to the 1980s, I actually looked at when Tiffany was born in 1982, since you always give me your age. Damn. At the least you didn't yeah uh, listen we're we're here now okay <laughs> like like we got receipts to your age at this point um you know the the dollar was worth about 20 percent more than what it's worth today and what ways has that impacted your life right like inflation impacts your life like i remember back in the day i could buy a, a slice of pizza for a dollar now they will laugh me out the store for a dollar. So like inflation, but inflation and the and what we're talking about, the value of the dollar are kind of like two different concepts. Totally different things. Yeah, that the value of the dollar is in relation to other currencies. So when you get a, you know, when you want to go to Europe and you want to buy euros, like you're you're buying it at an exchange rate, right? And so right now the exchange rate of, of euros to dollars is that it takes a dollar and six cents to buy one euro. And right? I remember when it was a lot different. I remember to me when the euro was worth more. A dollar twenty, a dollar thirty. Right. So because when I do travel internationally, I'm always looking for the sake of shopping. I ain't gonna hold you. For the sake of shopping, I need to know what's what's it looking like. And that is the first thing that I look at. And I remember when, like you said, it was a dollar twenty. If I saw that the dollar to euro ratio or comparison is a dollar and six cents to a euro, I'm running it up. I'm going to Europe yeah. and I'm running it up. That means that the dollar is strong. Exactly. Right? Like where it used to be a dollar twenty to buy one euro, now it's a dollar six. That means I could buy 14% more stuff for the same exact dollar. And like there was a moment at the end of 2022. I don't know if you noticed this, Tiffany, but the dollar and the euro were right on top of each other. I, I noticed. And guess where Tiffany went on vacation, <laughs> right? Talk I know, about seriously. it. No, seriously, because here's the other thing, right? Like 
things are less expensive. Um, designer items are less expensive in Europe because those designers typically reside in Europe. And so there's no import tax and, and all the things to get them into this country. So to Alan's point, my trips, my shopping become less expensive over there than it would be here in the United States. So to Alan's point, I do check regularly. And if the dollar to euro ratio is close, I'm out. And if it's not, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, you'll be in Cincinnati or definitely won't be Milwaukee on vacation. I will not be in Milwaukee or Cincinnati, but, you know, I might go to Canada. <laughs> okay, I might try something else. Um, but we are talking about the dollar. Is it really going through a significant decline? Should you be worried about it? And if there is really an issue, what you should do about it? So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So we're back and we are yes. talking about currency, the dollar, the U.S. currency, uh, what it really means, what's going on, what you need to be worried about. So everybody's worried about the de-dollarization, mm. right? And basically what that means is de-dollarization means a significant reduction in the use of dollars in the world trade and financial transactions. I'm gonna say it again. It's significant reduction in the use of dollars in world trade and financial transactions, right? Decreasing national, institutional, and corporate demand for the dollar. Here's the thing, world trade. Y'all haven't left your state. <laughs> you haven't left your state it's really not that much of a problem for you. It will show up in some of the products that you try to purchase that do come from outside of the country. But again, world trade, mm, okay? Yeah. So if you live in Mississippi mm -hmm. and you've never even been to, to Atlanta, Atlanta. <laughs> it's not really, it's, a, it's above you. It's about <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. So there's a few reasons why de-dollarization is kind of like in focus right now. One of the big ones is that in August there was this meeting of the BRICS. The BRICS are Brazil, Russia, India, and China. And the president I gotta stop you. I think people think BRICS is a currency. Because yeah, they're not. like, oh, well, you know, the BRICS are gonna like you don't even understand what you're talking about. Those are countries. Yeah. 
So the president of Brazil, Lula da Silva, my guy, he he's like been president for a long time. He lost, he came back. Um, but basically, he basically said like, we should make our own currency, right? We should make our BRICS currency because we want to make sure that we're not so tied to the dollar. And the reason why he said that, and by the way, this wasn't on their agenda. He just kind of called an audible. He just kind of like was, was, you know, out there tough talking. The reason why is that, again, part of the BRICS is Russia, right? And the U.S. is sanctioning Russia right now because Russia is attacking Ukraine. Absolutely. So because of that, countries are like, look, I don't want the U.S. to have that much power over me where they could issue these sanctions and now I'm hurting. But like what's happened since the Russia-Ukraine thing is that Russia's had to make other partners, right? They're partnering up with China. And so they're all coming together and saying, how can we do business in a way where we're not so reliant on the dollar? The challenge though, is that they're very much tied to the dollar. They own the dollar on their own balance sheets and books. But again, it's something that they're talking about, but they're not really making plans for it, right? Because in order for there to be a union of the BRICS, just like what happened in, in Europe, you've got to do a lot more than just talk. And so when you mention that they own the dollar on their books, what that means is, and anybody who's invested or you have kind of like a diversified portfolio, you can invest in emerging or international markets, right? Conversely, those markets are also invested in us. They're also invested in our currency. They're also invested in our dollar, right? And so what that means is in order to, not that they even have this level of control, but in order to devalue us, or de-dollarize us, they would also be devaluing their portfolios, yeah. their investments as well. It's all tied in. It's all tied in. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it sounds good, like it makes for a good headline, but in reality, it's probably not going to happen. Like when you think about the euro and we think about the dollar, uh, one additional way to measure it is swift payments. Swift payments is a system of, of money being sent across national borders, right? International wire transfers. 43% of SWIFT payments are in dollars, 32% are in euros, right? And a lot of folks are talking about China is gonna be the new currency. Well, guess what percentage of, of SWIFT payments happen in Chinese currency? It's five. It's 2%, right? And so China is not about to be the global currency when they're coming in at 2% of payments. And I know y'all thought it was about to be uh, crypto. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Put your money in crypto if you want. <laughs> I know, y'all, there was a time when y'all thought the dollar, none of these things are going to matter because we all going to be in crypto only. Mm -hmm. Crypto done mm -hmm. got y'all out here. Crypto and NFTs got y'all out here pissed. Crypto got you crazy. Got y'all out here pissed. Here's the thing. It's the equivalent of this. Back in the day, right? Back in the day, you beefing with somebody and they say, I'm going to come over there and I'm gonna blow everything up. <laughs> like that means including yourself, right? I'm including, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna be there too. No one's willing to do that, especially around money, right? We know how money hungry all of these countries are. Mm -hmm. They are not about to set themselves on fire because they're upset about something that's going on with the dollar. Now, again, it doesn't mean there's not going to be any impact. We're not delusional that there will not be change, that there cannot be change. But complete de-dollarization is just really, really unlikely because 
everybody would suffer. And then, just so we're clear, if you are in the United States and you remain in the United States, if you're hyper-local in your transactions, it still might not affect you. Thanks. If you're not selling your house, if you're not, again, if you're, if there's a, a, a farmer's market, if there's, you know, again, local retailers near you, it still might not affect you. Not for mm-hmm. real. It That's might be that. an inconvenience in certain areas, but like this doom and gloom, we're going to be outside, you know, shuffling pennies. That's not the future ahead. Yeah. And, and by the way, a strong dollar like sounds good, right? Like Trump came in and said, we want to strengthen the dollar and everybody's all excited about that. Um, but a strong dollar actually has some advantages and some disadvantages. Like, for example, right, like Tiffany mentioned, when when the euro is low, traveling becomes a lot more affordable. Um, buying things from international producers becomes more affordable. But the disadvantage is that, like, if I am a U.S. producer and I want to sell stuff overseas. Exactly. exactly. Right. Like. I don't want my dollar to be strong because now those people are not going to want to buy my stuff because it's more expensive. Our exports become more expensive. And so people in international markets either can't buy as much or will look to buy somewhere else. That's what happens when the dollar is strong. There's a balance. I think the thing that everybody has to understand, there's a balance in how these things shift one way or the other. And when you hear about one side only, you think that this is new information. You think this is some sort of new phenomenon. It's not. These things ebb and flow all the time. There's always winners and losers. If there wasn't, Financial markets wouldn't be as profitable. There wouldn't be the opportunities for gains and losses the way that they are because things are constantly shifting. Facts. Now let's talk about a weak dollar. Like nobody wants to run for president and say, hey, we want the dollar to be weak. But there's some advantages to a weak dollar, right? It's the opposite of the strong dollar. A weak dollar means that imports become more expensive, but exports are actually attractive. So if I if there's a weak dollar and I make American cars right? That means that people overseas will be a lot more likely to buy my car, right? And I'll be able to export a lot more cars from the U.S. or whatever it is that I'm producing. Right. right? And I'm sure there's plenty of Tiffany's in uh, Asia and Europe who are then looking at their passports and booking vacations to Miami and California because they're trips and they can come over here and shop and it'll be less expensive for them. So, so then it's tourism. Yeah. So how bad is that for you? So that means that now let's say you've got a store in New York City. Now you've got people coming from China and Australia and Europe to buy your stuff. And they're buying more stuff because their dollar is strong, because their currency is strong. Here's a very, very common scenario that I see oftentimes in the United States. Have you ever been to if you if you're shopping through New York City or even if you're at an outlet, right? And you see people from other countries walking through the outlet with huge rolling suitcases. Mm -hmm. That is usually because they are able to buy more in this country than they are in their own country. Mm -hmm. And so they are buying up a ton of stuff. So again, trade retail is higher. Again, tourism is higher when there's a weak dollar. Again, we don't, we're not hoping or wanting those things to happen. We just recognize that actually both sides have to happen. 
Yeah, that's a fact. So what makes the dollar go up or down, right? Um, the biggest thing is interest rates. So when we complain about Jerome Powell and say that he's pushing interest rates higher and the Fed keeps raising rates, that's actually really good for the dollar. Like money chases interest rates. So like meaning like if I've got a dollar or any kind of currency, I want to put it in the place where I could go to the bank and get the highest return on investment. So interest rates really are the biggest thing that moves the dollar, right? And so we've been in a regime recently where, where the Fed has been raising rates a ton. So what do you think has been happening to our currency in the last year and a half? The dollar has been rallying like crazy. It's been growing like crazy. You haven't even noticed though. Right, right. You haven't even noticed unless you've been traveling, unless you've been buying stuff, you know, in foreign markets, you probably didn't even notice it. But one thing I want to tell you about our dollar, right? Like the, the, the value of the dollar that to me is always going to be something is that it's tied to America. And America, look, I know I, I, I complain about our country. I know that there's racism, there's sexism, there's a lot wrong with our country, but we got Beyonce. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. We do have Beyonce. And I know you guys, if you've seen the memes and the social media posts about de-dollarization, you've also seen the memes and the social media posts about the Beyonce effect on the economy. Not just the U.S. economy, but the global economy. We own Beyonce, okay? She's an American. She's mm -hmm. ours. Okay, when you think about, and we're not trying to be funny, right? When you think about the value of U.S. assets, that includes our entertainment. Mm-hmm. Now, if Beyonce can go to another country and boost their economy, that's that's the thing. I'm gonna even put Usher on there. I'm gonna even put Usher on there because I'm not told you everybody and their mother was in Paris this week for Usher. Mm -hmm. I had tickets myself. I'm not gonna hold you. I was up one morning at three o'clock in the morning buying tickets for Usher, and then the first thing I looked at was the exchange rate. Didn't stop me or slow me down from buying those tickets. Everybody and their mother went to Paris this week for Usher. That's an American, that's a U.S. asset. And beyond Beyonce, I mean, we got New York City, we've got Miami, we've got Beverly Hills. Like, the U.S. has got some stuff. Like, look, the dollar might fluctuate, but if you want Beyonce and you want to see most of her shows, like, come to Kansas City, come to Philadelphia, come to Las Vegas. And what you'll find is that, like, like and I'm, we're using Beyonce as an example, right? But this was a huge tour. Beyonce made over $2 billion in her own pocket from the tour. But in the cities where she went, they're estimating that Beyonce's impact on the global economy as, is as big as the Seoul Olympics on Korea. You got to wait every four years for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Beyonce come out with an album, yeah, every two years or so. I'm just saying. Yeah. Four and a half billion dollar impact to the American economy from the Beyonce tour. That's just the American portion. That's from people coming from all over the world to come into the United States to be able to see her tour. And that's because in some places she's not going to their city. Right. Her tour was really in the in Europe and in North America. I don't think she went to China, did she? I don't think so. I don't think she went to, to Japan. I did know she didn't go to Russia. You see what I'm saying? And so if you want to see Beyonce, you're going to have to bring, buy some U.S. dollars and come to one of these U.S. cities. Facts. Usher, same. You got to use those U.S. dollars to go to Vegas. 
right? Mm-hmm. Now, he gave y'all a week in Paris, but he's been in Vegas for a year and some change. <laughs> for months. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, sidebar. So, one of my clients, he wanted to go to the Beyonce show in Vegas for his birthday, and he was going to take his girl. And him and his girl broke up that week, so he went oh, by himself. Oh. Yeah, you know the client. I'm talking. He's from Philadelphia. He could have ah. seen Beyonce in Philly, but he wanted to go to see her in Vegas. So, right. so he calls me up livid. He's like, everything is so expensive. My hotel is costing triple what it would normally cost. Ah. My flight was expensive. The ah. restaurants are all packed. Like, yeah. get me out of here. I said, bro, I said, look, man, it could be a lot worse. You're in Vegas, my guy. You're single in Vegas. He called me the next day, extend the trip. I'll pay the fee because I want to be here where it's popping. And I want the Beyonce saying. effect. That's the Beyonce effect. You know like, who else is having a similar, it's not a similar effect, but Adele. Adele and her Vegas residency, those resale ticket prices are upwards of $5,000. You, I don't know. First of all, Adele ain't even American. She but her not. residency but damn sure is here. Listen, she knows where to get that money. Exactly. In the U.S. with the U.S. dollar. I don't know about her U.K. residency. I haven't heard about that. Mm-hmm. I know she extended her American Vegas one, though. Same thing, mm-hmm. Celine Dion. She's Canadian. Yeah. They come here for a reason. Yeah. And they're going to keep coming. Remember that song? <laughs> Every... <laughs> they come into America. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere across the world (laughs) they come into america no i'm not trying to be listen listen there's other great places to visit in the world don't get me wrong but i'm saying like like it's special here like hip-hop was born here like and hip-hop is globally exported everywhere but like it started here and it's the strongest here so i'm getting at is like yeah i know you're worried about the de-dollarization but like where else would you rather be here's another thing right and i know we're talking about like the fun stuff the entertainment stuff plenty of people plenty of people outside this country send their children here for education Mm -hmm. and education is expensive as hell yeah right and so that is feeding into the u.s dollar feeding into the economy here that's a fact. So one of my homeboys, his mom just had a stroke, unfortunately, and it's really sad. But the crazy thing is, is that while she had the stroke, she was in the Caribbean. She was in another country oh, wow. and they had been thinking about living in this country. And the stroke happening in that other country made her recovery a lot worse because of the disparities in healthcare. She's saying, if I had had that stroke in the States, I probably would be back on my feet right now, given the medical care I would have gotten while I was here. She had the stroke in St. Martin, where for whatever reason, the medical care was not as good. And she's struggling to make that recovery. And it's very sad, but again, it highlights the facts of, okay, yeah, the dollar might do what the dollar is gonna do, but there's certain things in this country that are incredibly valuable. And I know healthcare, we complain about the cost of it, but the quality of care in the U.S., it might cost you an arm and a leg, but it's actually pretty strong. You'll still have an arm and a leg. Yeah, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. So that that's the Beyonce effect. We should talk about, like, look, I know we're, we're, we're making light of the fact that um, we don't think the dollar is going anywhere. But if it is going to go down, we should talk about what you should be doing about it. 
So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Women's Advisors. It's the pathway to freedom that's leading to the North Star. Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisors Show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of the North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to thenorthstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. So we are back. Yes. Still talking about de-dollarization or the lack thereof. We've talked about the Beyonce effect. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about the Usher effect. And I'm not talking about the Usher effect on y'all's relationships. We're talking about <laughs> the Usher effect on the U.S. economy. Now, did you go to the Beyonce show? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I love y'all. And I need y'all to love me back. I'm not in the beehive. I'm not a part of the beehive. I what? think Yo, you about I, to get us canceled. Wait, wait, come on. You better no, no, no. disclaim this. Listen, hear me out. Beyonce is easily one of the greatest talents of all times. Mm-hmm. No question about it. I don't deny that. She's up there with MC Hammer. You know what I mean? Like Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say Jay-Z? Can you say James yes, Brown? Jay-Z. Can you say Michael Jackson? Um, and MC Hammer, right? Oh my gosh. But I don't love every single Beyonce song. And I don't have to, I have my favorites. Hear me don't out. get us canceled. I'm not. I have my favorites. You like the songs. I, I like, I, I don't, again, like I said, I don't love every Beyonce song. And honestly, they just don't resonate with me where I'm at in that moment. Mm. Right? There are times, though, when I'm in a different phase of life and I got to run some of them back and then they resonate with me differently. So I'm not in my Renaissance era. You're in your dangerously in love phase. Yes. <laughs> okay well i gotta so, be dangerous though it's rough out here over 40 okay <laughs> so i for that reason but and then didn't the, go. the magnitude of the arenas honestly just wasn't attractive to me i i don't want to be out there with forty thousand in the beehive at one time a stampede anything goes wrong i'm not i'm not ready for that so honestly it really was also like the arena size that just ain't my jam so I was gonna go to the Beyonce show. I really, actually, I wasn't gonna go. And and here's why. You're lying. No, no. Here's why I wasn't gonna go. So I made the mistake of going to a Burna Boy concert, and I like Burna Boy. Don't get me wrong. But when you go to a concert nowadays, like jokers that like concerts are not cheap. Jokers who go to these concerts love, 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 Invested. love these artists. Invested. They know every word. They know the ad libs. And if you're in there as a casual fan, like you look crazy to not know all the words. Even for the Beyonce Renaissance, you had to you had to dress in foil and silver, silver tinsel and all that. I don't even like silver. I'm not you never catching me in silver. So I already would have been off again. I wasn't willing to invest not financially. It really was just like the commitment of time and effort. Just and spirit for me. It just wasn't for me at all. But Usher, listen, <laughs> I I saw listen, I bought I saw Usher in the United States. I bought tickets to see Usher outside the country. If Usher wherever Usher want to go, I want to go too. So, so for me, for me, it was the new edition tour. Okay. 
that was my moment. That was my time to shine. What about okay? what about did you buy tickets for Lauren Hill and the Fugees? You damn right. See? See? Excuse Different people me, gonna sorry, bring Kate. you out. Different people gonna bring you out. So yeah. yeah. And I'm going to see Tony 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 tonight, in fact. Okay. I heard that was really, really good. I'm going mm. to see Maxwell at the Kennedy Center. It's a formal event. Y'all know oh, I love that sounds him. nice. That's y'all that know does sound he's nice. with the orchestra. Yeah. I don't only go see Jeezy at the orchestra. I'm also go see Maxwell mm. at the Kennedy and, Center. And try not to fall asleep. Uh-uh. <laughs> Listen. No, I'm a Maxwell fan, too. I'm a Maxwell yeah. fan. You gotta so. get all dressed up. So, again, our economy is thriving for us in ways that are relevant mm. to us. Um, it, it's not as simple as people are making it seem because a country or a couple of countries want to have some independence it doesn't mean that we will then fail and falter altogether. That's not how that works exactly. But what if you are worried about your dollar being worth a lot less? What are some of the things that you can do? Okay. You could invest. (laughs) You could, Uh if if you are listening to the Momentum Advisors, you should know that the number one thing, we talk about this all the time. We talk about it in relation to inflation. But mm-hmm. period, you can invest. You can invest in other markets. You can invest in other currencies. Mm-hmm. The thing that yeah. we always talk about, the basic principle of investing, if for nothing else, is to outpace inflation mm-hmm. and diversify your abilities for returns in the market. The market yeah. is global. Yeah. Yeah, so some of the stuff you could invest in, you could actually buy foreign currencies, right? Like you can literally say, okay, I'm going to exchange my dollars for euros or for yen. Now, the unfortunate thing of exchanging your currency is then you go to the grocery store, they ain't accepting euros and yen. But you could do it. You could do it in your portfolio. You could actually buy the stocks of foreign companies, right? Like if I bought stock in Nestle, for example, or what's another one? Walmart de Mexico, right? Like I'm in order to buy now. There's Walmart de Mexico. Like I believe it. I believe it. Like in in order for me to buy stock in a foreign country, that that stock actually trades in that currency. Right. And that means I've got to exchange my dollars for that currency to be able to buy it. That means that now my dollars are 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 now in the other currency. And if that currency goes up, and if that company stock goes up then I actually make a profit and it's a way to kind of hedge. But again, the flip side of buying those currencies is the fact that if I'm going to be living here in Toledo, I need to be able to spend Toledo money, which is a U.S. dollar. Now, another way to invest is you can invest in companies that are rooted in other countries, right? Because mm-hmm. they're probably thriving. You, you know, what, what's happening in the U.S. doesn't really have anything to do with them. And so you can invest in those companies and you will see your returns or whatever currency uh, cashes out when it's time to trade or sell out. But that is also a way to kind of hedge that dollar if you're concerned about de-dollarization and you want to invest in ways that will protect you against that. Yeah, it's a fact. So you could buy stock in a U.S. company where most of their sales happen to come from outside of the United States. And you can Google it. You can find companies that, again, generate their sales in China. Like a big one, for example, is a lot of these gambling companies, like the ones that have casinos in Macau and whatnot. Like these are companies that derive a significant portion of their sales from outside of the United States, which again is hedging you against the dollar being worth a lot less. I also think about automakers, right? Mm -hmm. There are plenty of non-US automakers 
And that is a way to invest outside of this country. Yeah. So speaking of just investing outside of this country, like this is even if you don't have a view that the dollar is going to decline, like yeah. every client of ours is global in their approach to investing. And it's really because, sure, America has Beyonce, but there's a lot of great economic activity going on across the world. And I want to profit from all of it. I just know that because I've got to spend dollars, the majority of my investments actually need to be in U.S. dollars, but I still want to have investments that are in other countries. So every equity, every stock portfolio that we manage as a company and even my own portfolio, it's global in nature. And I think yours should be as well. Correct. So other things that you could do. So you can buy commodities. So we talked about gold earlier, but there are other commodities. There's soybean, like there's there's a variety of other, there's corn. Uh, there, There's a variety of things that are raw materials that you can invest in. Mm -hmm. And they will be necessary all over the globe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of the emerging market countries, their value is very, very closely tied to commodity prices. For example, if I'm Nigeria, where they produce a lot of oil, the value of their economy is very tied to the price of oil. So if I want to hedge, I could just go out and buy some oil. There's also areas like Ukraine that are very tied to wheat production, mm -hmm. right? And so like wheat is a commodity. You could invest in literally the wheat. Yeah. Buckwheat. All right, that's a joke. You can't buy Buckwheat. <laughs> or Spanky, for that matter. Oh Did you my watch God. The Little Rascals? No, I'm not that old. Whatever. Thank you. Well, that was that was your childhood, sir. Yeah. Well, it was in black and white. It was reruns, but I watched it. So yeah. other things you can do, you know, we talked about being global. I think it's important to also have emerging market stocks. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China. If you really think that these countries are going to take over, why not buy an index fund, an ETF, that owns the top stocks in all four of those countries. And we are not saying liquidate your accounts and buy all of that. We are saying diversify, expand your portfolio to also include these things. We're not saying to sell out of your American things because I'm telling you, this is not gonna do what y'all think it's gonna do, uh, at least not in the most egregious ways that you're concerned about. But diversify, open up your portfolio in a way that you are invested outside of the U.S. as well. So again, as things continue to ebb and flow, as they always have, you will have wins on both sides. Absolutely. Because I do think that these countries are going to be incredibly important in the, in the future. Like when you think about the BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, more than half of our global population lives in those countries. You know, China and India alone have billions of people who live there. I also believe, though, that it's going to take a while for them to be as dominant economically as the U.S. Like China is probably the first or second largest economy in the world, but their stock market is still smaller than the U.S., right? And so I do think it's important to own investments in those countries. Again, to Tiffany's point, I'm just not selling everything I have to be able to make that bet because it might not happen in my lifetime that those countries take over. Right. And I know earlier we talked about like the sanctions on Russia that the U.S. is putting in place. And that's what's causing other countries to kind of want to distance themselves. But I hate to bring this up. Depending on who our next president is, <laughs> all of that might go to the wind. You know what I mean? And there may be a very swift change 
that then puts the United States back in favor of these bricks that you are so, so, so worried about. Facts. So other things you should do if you think the dollar is going to decline, um, again, don't go overseas. Facts. <laughs> You'll be very insulated if you stay your butt at home. Right. And by American, just period, right? Like the way to keep the value in your home products is to value them, is to buy them, is to, uh, you know, transact with them. So buy local, whether that's food, whether that's raw materials, whatever the case is, you might have to slow down on your Shein purchases. Um, <laughs> and Timu. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sorry. Uh, um, but it's okay. Buy a little American Eagle or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But Ralph Lauren, but yeah, just buy, buy local. Uh, again, you're not going to, we still have to transact in this company. Again, when we started the show, we talked about like the actual definition of currency and it's the means to transact. And so we will still have to transact with each other. And so if we all broke, <laughs> we will still find a way uh, to get our tomatoes, to get our bread, to get the things that we need to live. If you own your home, Nothing's going to happen if you're not trying to sell it. And if you're trying to sell it to an American, <laughs> like yeah. it really isn't that because we are still sharing the same currency. So we're in the same boat. Yeah. And then the final advice, if you really in your heart feel like the dollar is going to decline and, and right now the dollar is worth as much as it's ever going to be worth, then leave. <laughs> I know that sounds harsh. But like sell everything and convert your currency to the one that you think is going to win. And now go live in Bahrain or go live in, um, you know, wherever, South Africa. Like, and, and I'm, I don't say that in a shady way, but like the, the downside to that is, you know, your family and friends might still be here in the States. Yeah. And again, you don't ever want economic factors to dictate how you live your life. Yeah. Right. Like it's the cheapest place to live in the world right now that happens to be a developed economy is Portugal. Go live in Portugal if you want. Yeah. You and might we, not see your grandkids for a while. I but mean, go. we do have clients who have moved overseas for a variety of reasons, whether it's for career opportunities, want a different quality of life. Um, but it's rarely been to save a buck. Right. Like it's rarely been because they were concerned about the financial economy. And so they wanted to flee. If you want to leave this country because you feel like it's what's best for you, absolutely do that. Like for sure. But but to fire sale it uh, and haul up out of here, I, that's probably not the best, most thought out bet. Right. Because we always want you to be strategic in your thinking and being strategic includes being diversified and thinking about the big picture. Yeah, I wouldn't mind owning a vacation home overseas. Facts. I also need to have at least one house in America because this is home. You know, like my my ancestors built this place. Like I, I belong here. As much as I love seeing the world, I feel at home when I'm here. I agree. So that's it. Hopefully we have calmed some of these fears and thoughts around the dollar becoming quote unquote worthless. You're good. Um, we're all good, but most of y'all, this don't even impact you. You're you're good for sure. Um, and again, continue to watch the news. We're not telling you not to listen and not pay attention, but don't allow it to alarm you in the way that it does when your grandmother's calling you, you in the middle of the night, worrying you. So if you went to see Beyonce, if you went to see Usher, if you got a homecoming coming up, you ain't worried about it. 
Yeah, you can't spend euros at Howard Homecoming. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so this ain't your problem, okay? For sure. Hopefully, you will hear from us next week. Um, no promises. No promises, only because we'll just be hungover. But um, we're going to do our best, for sure. If not, you will definitely hear from us the following week. I will not sound so nasally. Um, and I will share all the homecoming shenanigans. I might even post them on our Instagram page, which we never post anything on. I will do my best. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.